Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the 28th episode of Talk Local, but the first of season three. Today, I was joined by Carrie Rowell. Uh, Carrie, if you're familiar with the art game at all, um, is a leader in the field. She is the owner of Hunt and Gather, uh, a market that is in Crown Point that does amazing work um, getting artisans uh, their their type of exposure that they need to kind of keep their creativity alive. And she also owns Society, which is a art pop-up shop on the Velpo Main Square. So um, she is an awesome person, um, crazy about philanthropy, and a person that I've been dying to get in for since I've started this podcast. So um, without further ado, here is our conversation with Carrie Rowell. Have you done any interviews before? Um, no, I really just like turn them all down. It's terrible. <laughs> Even like magazine ones, I'm just like, oh, just come to Hunt and Gather. But you know what? The, the, the after effect of that, though, that's really cool is that it at least... Um, Develops a little bit of mystery behind the whole thing. True. I wasn't even trying to do that. I I don't know why. I don't even have a. I I guess I just don't want to overshadow what really happens behind me. And what what really happens behind you? Just um, I mean, just specifically talking about hunt and gather. um, You know, I I facilitated that. I start that. I organize that. But the core group of artisans that have been doing it for six years, I mean, they move mountains for our causes. So, for instance, last year, um, all of the recovery and sober livings in Valpo needed a float for Popcorn Fest. Um, And all of them showed up, volunteered their time, their supplies, their tools, and spent a week and a half building a float for them, and they won first prize. But... That had nothing to do with me other than putting a, you know, an email out like, hey, who can help us do this? Um, and it was a really cool thing because they built a float that really showed that recovery is community and that you know, wellness and healing is a community thing. So, and just anything, anything that I put out there, somebody shows up to do. Um, and that has nothing, they're not making money. That has nothing to do with Hunt and Gather, you know, the, the actual market. It's just people showing up to be of service. So I don't want... I don't want it to be about me because it's not about me well, at all. It's very unselfish, which right. is awesome, and community-minded. And I think that's one of the reasons why you and I kind of hit it off so well. Sure. Um, and speaking of that, though, what kind of things um, do you kind of see in participation in the community? Because you're major into philanthropy. Like, yes. It seems like you do a ton of stuff. And so what is, the, what is your background in that and kind of being just very community-driven? Um, I, I honestly can't say that I have some great story to tell other than, um, desperation. And you and I talked about this before. My own son who is 25 is in recovery and had there not been the, the few people that reached out to me when we really needed help, I don't know that a, he would still be here and that a lot of the lives and families that we've helped would, um, be where they are now. So that was community, and that was people that had absolutely no end game and had nothing to gain other than helping and being of service. And that kind of just started the, I think that just kind of sparked something in me. Um, and <clears throat> luckily, you know, I didn't do anything, especially Hunt and Gather, to ever be able to be profitable, and it's just done that on its own. Um, and through that, I, I'm not a non-for-profit. We just give where, you know, the people that land in front of us that need help, we can just give to them, no questions asked. 
And that's just kind of how it it started. So how do you keep your ear on the pulse of like what what nonprofits need help? And is um, it through just natural channels or are you very aggressive and offensive in figuring that out? I am not aggressive. I will say that. So just like we were talking about out, outside before we started <laughs> recording, um, I really have had to learn to be where my feet are. So I cannot save the world. Believe me, if I could, I would do everything I, I w- could do to, do to do that. Um, I just have to be of service up to the people who fall in front of me. And that's kind of how it works. Every single time, right before a market, something comes up to me. I don't have to reach out that needs funding or needs help or needs assistance. And then we just act that way. I guess it's just faith. I just, I know it will appear and it does every time. Where do you get that kind of community inspired like background, that philosophy? Is that something that's kind of embedded? Um, I mean, outside of like, you know, your own experiences, but it's one thing to do it for that own experience and that kind of specific aspect of charity, but to kind of really expand that takes a big heart. Sure. You know? Um, I think, you know, when I started Hunt and Gather, I, like we just were talking about, I had $36 um, and had to go to Quick Copy and make this ridiculous flyer, and I had no expectation of what would happen. I just knew that I needed to do something, and I needed this amount of money to help my son. Um, but just me spreading that message of what we were doing, um, it was amazing who showed up for that. And, you know, you didn't have to pay for your booth. I couldn't promise any customers. It was just like, just come and set up, and this is what we're going to do. Um, and it went in, in six months, it went from six vendors to 25 to 150 to 6,000 people attending. So I'm not even that vocal about the, um, the background of Hunt and Gather. Um, we share when we can, but we always have somebody there that is an advocate for suicide awareness, an advocate for um, addiction prevention, um, and I just kind of let it flow. I, I, it, whatever we need is always right there. Unbelievable. And so is that kind of like a twist of fate for you then? Is yeah. it like a little bit of manifest destiny? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I wish I had a business plan that I could like draw out there on the board. I just don't. You know, I, I literally trust my instinct. Um, I have been able to collect some of the most incredible people in this community that, that just give no questions asked. Um, and most of them are just incredible artists that needed, they kind of just needed a place where um, they belonged. You know, we have a lot of outsider artists. We have tons of artists that only sell at Hunt and Gather. Um, all of them donate whenever we're doing a raffle for charity or whenever we need something to, you know, donate to raise money. All of them are right there. I mean, almost to the point that it's like, okay, guys, this is too much. Um, so it's just been an incredible, incredible journey in six years. Well, as an observer, right, there's been like a real, I feel like, um, focus on maintaining the artistry of the whole thing, if that makes any sense. There's like a real soul to it, um, from the creative side. And I'm just curious of like, why is it important to maintain that, but at the same time do it for such a great cause? Um, you know, I, or is that something you're even like trying to do? No, I am. I really do. You know, like we don't, um, you know, I, I don't accept, uh, direct sales vendors. I don't accept, um, vendors that aren't makers that aren't, you know, truly creating something of their own that are, you know, small business owners. Um, and mostly because when you apply for hunt and gather, the only question that is on the application is why do you do what you do? Um, and then you send me a few pictures. That's it. It's a very simple process. But when you hear what people are doing and why, it's incredible. It is. Incredible. Well, it's one of the reasons I wanted to start this so bad is because I was meeting people every day that are just inspiring. 
Right. You know, and it was crazy to see that they're not getting any love yep. from any component. And so if there's any way that we can do that, I'm in. But you, I, I think that the one thing that like from a distance that's really kind of been attractive to me for what you've got going on is that not only do you did you organize it, but you collected this group of people who are just every one of them is cool. Yep. I don't think I've met anybody yep. who's not. And the other thing is that there's such a community behind it. I mean, we've had Chris Guzman on, yeah. um, my Corey Nalen podcast, Shelgren's been on, mm-hmm. um, even from like a, a Julia Heisman, yep. who's not really a, a, maybe like a physical maker, right. but like right. a media person oh, as well, you know? Yeah. And they all talk about how they get into this community and they're like friends with everybody yep. afterward. And, and there's something to that. A lot of people call it their church. A lot of, like Eric Stenberg is one of the phenomenal artists who only sells at Hunt and gather uh, and then I sell his work at my shop and um, that's what he said he's like it's like church and we have a private Facebook page for the, the core vendors but lots of the stuff that goes up there is somebody needs help or somebody needs this or you know somebody has something that they can donate and so it's just become this incredible community and people want to do good sometimes they just need a place to do it sure you know so it, it's just become that so what so starting this off right so like I've been doing this now for 8 months and when I started this it takes a special kind of almost crazy person oh yes to take on <laughs> This level yes. of like Crazy. responsibility yeah. and to kind of keep that motivation. And is that really just come from your son's experiences from the most part? Is that where that is yeah. that where that ambition drives you know, or are you crazy too? I am absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> what we we talked about this. Absolutely. Yes. In the most beautiful way. I think I'm just fearless. Like it's always kind of like, well, what's the worst case scenario? I'm gonna lose this amount of money or this isn't gonna work. I um Failure to me is always just sort of a, a signal, like, okay, this is not the right way to go. Let's try it this way. Um, and I want other people to be that way because some of the most brilliant people I know um, just need someone to push them out there. And then, then they've got it, you know? So I just, I absolutely think crazy is 100% part of the qualification. <laughs> um, and I'm okay with that. You know, I've always been driven, um, you know, my son's, um, need and just a lot of other families that I know that had children that were, you know, suffering from mental illness or addiction or alcoholism. Um, that kind of puts a whole nother drive on it because you're literally, you change one person's life and the ripple effect is incredible. It goes on when I'm not here. And I love that. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant to see it kind of the, the waves of it kind of meticulate like across the uh, area, yep. you know, it's yep. really cool. And where do you get that fearlessness from? Is there a specific time period for you? I know that's one of the things we're always looking for when like the first thing I'm asking is like, how, how, like, how fearless are you? Because right. that's really what it comes down to is courage. Oh, courage. And right? cur- courage is a decision. But sometimes I'm courageous and a little like, ooh, this is probably dangerous. <laughs> this might be risky. Um, and that's okay too. I think we get really caught up in the scenarios in our head that are never going to happen. And we imagine these really terrible outcomes. Um, so I just try to stay focused on what, what brilliant thing could happen. Um, and you, you know, you just kind of train. It's practice. That's all it is. It's it practice. is. And I, I mean, if I asked myself that question, I wouldn't be able to tell you a specific time. Right. I think it's just those times that your back's against the wall and you're just willing to compete, Absolutely. I guess. Right. Yep. And not give up. Yep. And I don't know how to train anybody into that. It's something I yeah. hope my daughter would eventually have, but yep. you just never know. Right. Yep. yep. You never know. And I think it's, it is, it's just like with anything, like you, you take one step and you're like, Ooh, I'm still alive. We're good. And then you do it again and you do it again. And, but when you surround yourself with people whose story supersedes anything you could even think of surviving, um, it's amazing what you're able to do, you know, cause you don't even have the right to, 
to be quiet anymore. You've got to, you've got to help. You've got to be of service. And that's what I love. Yeah. So I'm going to rewind a little bit back to the hunt and gather side of it, because the growth is something for me is very interesting Mm -hmm. because I, we were talking a little bit off the air coming in here is how that can kind of steamroll on you and the momentum and the, it's like a rolling ball, rolling downhill kind of effect. And the ball just gets bigger and the weight gets stronger. And so I know we talked a little bit about just figuring it out, but what has kind of like helped you kind of get through those waters and is it just surrounding yourself around good people Um, or? Yeah. And I think, you know, I think gratitude is a tremendous thing to keep us, you know, in place. Um, I, I cry after every single market because I cannot believe after six years, every single one continues to grow. It's unbelievable to me. Um, and I don't do a whole lot of marketing. I just, I, you know, I, I know that this is marketing, but I don't do a lot of this. Um, it's all just all the vendors and everybody sharing. Um, and we try to make it an experience. You know, you're coming to Hunt and Gather to shop, but it's just such a cool experience to meet all the people that you don't get to see anywhere else. Um, I think I just have to be grateful. There are times, I mean, the first few that were like 5,000 people and the Lake County police are like, you cannot block off Court Street. I had no idea. I mean, it was blocked (laughs) off because cars were trying to get in. I didn't have a parking plan. I didn't have security. I had nothing. So I've just kind of had to learn that as I go, you know, and a lot of times be like, sorry, oops, and pay a fine here or there. But Um, I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. And I love what it does for all these artists, some who never sold one thing until they were at Hunt and Gather, you know, and now they sell their work in my shop and they have, you know, stores and um, that's it. I mean, I want it to keep growing. um, And I'm just thankful for it. Well, it's, it's it, what's interesting is like we're always talking about supply and demand and maintaining the creative like focus on things, you know. And I think that's what really gives that place a platform for so many artists is the credibility behind the vetting process, if right, you will. Right, and I know right. that vetting process, while it's just like an application of pictures and sure. like a little conversation, is enough to intimidate a lot of people absolutely. who aren't for real, right? You absolutely. know. And Shelgren had a great story about it that he literally found pictures off the yes. internet. Yes. And, and then like it. two years later, after he was like selling like crazy, he's like, that, none of that was my stuff. I was like, cool, whatever. <laughs> it's crazy to hear those stories. He showed up with stuff better than that though. So whatever, whatever what? it takes. And I don't even know if he's doing it anymore. I've got to give him shit. I don't think so. I think shit. he's taking a little break. We need him back though. Yeah, he's such a good guy. And I think that's what's kind of really cool about the event is that the credibility and the vetting process adds a, such a platform that your people that come through truly trust. Right. And is that maintaining that trust an important component for you? Oh, absolutely. You know, all the like veterans, there's probably 30 or 40 vendors that are there every time. They, they're kind of just like the grounding part of Hunt and Gather. And I always put new vendors next to them. Um, and, you know, it's just such an awesome community because once you're there, you will never feel intimidated. You will never feel not appreciated. Um, they want you to come back. They want you to succeed. They want you to sell. And so many of them promote each other afterwards, which is incredible because some artists do really good at the market and then two weeks later sell quadruple what they sold just because they were there. So it's crazy. It's awesome. Where do you see it going? Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't want it to get any bigger than that. I think it has remained special because that is it. And I love that there's only this many spaces and, you know, only we can only get this much in, you know, at a time. Um, the only difference I foresee in, in 2019 is possibly mid-year doing something in Porter County since I have a shop in Valparaiso, um, but doing something that's very exclusive, like VIP only, you have to buy a ticket for, um, kind of maybe the hunt and gather all stars and it, then it also being some kind of fundraiser. But I love it just the way it is. 
And I, as long as it will continue that way, that's how I'll keep it. That is awesome. And you see, so like if you're the VIP side of that would be really crazy when it comes to the hunt and gather all-stars. It would be amazing. That would, it would be, be crazy. Amazing. Brian would have to make a table. He has to. <laughs> he has to. Um, and so uh, the word is, so like you were talking of a timeline of six years ago with the start of hunt and gather. And then you said society is three years ago. Mm-hmm. Is society something that comes out of that and just another outlet for you? Yeah, I think, you know, me doing Hunt and Gather, I don't set up at Hunt and Gather, so I don't get to really use my creative side in that. Um, I was a merchandiser for 10 years. That's just kind of my thing. So me starting um, the shop was a kind of a all year round Hunt and Gather, um, and it gives most of the artists a place to have their stuff. Um, But then I do a lot of vintage stuff. We make a lot of furniture. Um, So it it was just the right time, the right place. A, A shop opened up out there and you know, I took it and it's been an awesome three years. No kidding. Does that kind of serve as like, I I imagine this like community hub of artists that anytime you drop in could be a handful. Yes. Sometimes you come in and six of them are there, you know, and (laughs) so it is, I call it, sometimes I call it just the visitor center because it's just a safe place for people to be and sell their art. And we do art shows and, um, we have a lot of cool events coming up around Christmas in between the two hunt and gathers. Um, just for people that can't come to hunt and gather or people that are way out in Porter County. So that's yeah, that's awesome. all on the society Facebook page. Yeah. I, I know you mentioned Stenberg and I love his work. Um, I've been showing it as much as I possibly can. Uh, we had this guy, Johnny rocker on yeah, yesterday, I know him. you know, yeah. what a great guy yeah. and the stuff he's putting together. Amazing. I, yep. Yeah. We have a, we have a joke here that I have a demon following me around. His name's Phil mm-hmm. and Phil would love that furniture. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the psychic that was here that day told me I have a bad entity following me you around. Do. Okay. We, you got to get rid of that. I do. You and do. then, but I thought it was like an upsell. Yeah. So I haven't followed up on it or anything. <laughs> but that was all becoming stemming from like on a whim, we went to the Dillinger jail and uh, it happened to be on his like anniversary. Mm-hmm. And um, I had so much anxiety there that I had to leave. Because you were afraid? Yeah. Of the ghosts? Well, I don't, it, I, I couldn't tell you exactly why. Okay. So, but I also had like, I'll, I have no problem talking about it publicly. I like two weeks afterward, I had like crazy thoughts. Really? Crazy thoughts. Like one was two of them were suicide, and I've never been like a guy who's been like depressive or anything. Okay. And, it, and it was like I have a foyer at my house. One was like I had the anxiety to throw myself off of it, and I'm like a super f- afraid of falling. There's guy. gonna be a live exorcism, isn't there? Is that what this is leading <laughs> Facebook <home> to? live <laughs> exorcism. <laughs> well, that's uh, scary. I would stay out of the jail. I've done the tour before, and it's a little creepy. Oh, well, and then that's the thing. The medium's telling me like, oh, but you know, they they're attracted to your personality. It's like, come on, there's millions of people that have gone through there in the last hundred years. Why is it me? I know. We got to have a lot of light though. The darkness likes the light. That's true. Yeah, That's be true. Be careful. Well, there's a lot of light in here. I try to make it a beer <laughs> garden. <laughs> As much as I possibly can. I mean, maybe that's what you're attracting. Yeah, you might want to do an exorcism. Cool. Live. Well, Facebook Live yes, that. And if absolutely. you know anybody. Or do it at Hunt and Gather. That's fine, too. Oh, okay. That could really be a whole new thing. Between bands. Right. It'll be like a, <laughs> like a Lollapalooza, like yes. the initial Lollapalooza. Yes, yes. Man, we could really, yeah. really do something. <laughs> so what, when it comes to your, like, uh, when it comes to, like, just your attraction to artistry, and we're talking about artisanal stuff a lot, what else are you attracted to? Like, what kind of inspires you? I know it's probably, being a creative, it's pretty much everything and people, but is there anything in particular that's kind of, like, led the charge for you? Um, I just love people who um, persevere. I love people who... You know, on the outside, you'd never know what they've walked through. You'd never know um, how they became so graceful and kind and loving. Um, And I love that. I love really hearing people's real stories. Um, I think we unfortunately live in a society where we really 
judge books by their covers. We just do. Um, and then when you really hear what people have been through or where, I mean, even my own life, um, it's amazing what people survive and just what they turn it into. And I find with so many artists, that's what healing is, is what they create and what they give and what they put out there. Um, and that's just something I've always been really attracted to. Oh, yeah. Well, the story you told me about Stenberg's art when it comes to what your son was dealing with at the time, and it's one of my favorite pieces from a distance, but yeah. putting the context to it. And I don't know, I'm try, I'll am i try to audio like like explain this piece, but it really is kind of like a monster of some form with light in his eyes, right? Like a yellowish tint. Yep. Yep. And then there's like almost like... Uh, a little warrior, a little warrior, a, a little boy. warrior, yeah, like like a uh, like Achilles yep. or something yep. that's on top of it with a sword, ready to yep. fight the darkness, yep. and it's such a cool piece. Yep. Um, Ooh, I got goosebumps just thinking about it again. <laughs> it's so awesome, <laughs> it's so good, and to know the inspiration behind that is insane. Yeah, and uh, so I'm, I'm going to kind of retract back to like the artist side of it, but like, how do you get back to those stories? How do you find those stories? Is it through is it through your kind of platforms of hunt like hunt and gather in society, or are you actively searching for? I it? think I. I learned um, that so many people stay in the dark, if that's what we want to call it, um, because they can't share because of shame. Um, I myself being, you know, someone like that. So I think I really had to learn that the more transparent I was about um, what we were going through and the healing that we were trying to find, um, it really made people feel safe to share back. Um, and when you create a community where there is, you know, I can't say there's no judgment because I can't control everything, but <laughs> I'd love to, but there's just this transparent, so many of them know each other, you know, after all these years and the stories. And there's so many people that are there that sometimes all their proceeds go to a, some sort of benefit. They don't even take the money themselves. So it's just amazing when you start to share without shame who comes your way because they just needed one person to say, hey, this is also my life or hey, I also, you know, got over that. So um, that's what I really had to learn. And I think, you know, in the beginning, I was very quiet about, you know, what Hunt and Gather was about. And as soon as I started to share, it was amazing what what just kind of came towards me. It's a great story. Thank you. And it really is. I know it happens to be on the ba- the the backbone of a lot of heartbreak sure. and problems, sure. you know. And but it's just to be able to have that courage to be able to share that is huge. Yep. And so I commend you for that because that's a tough Thank thing you. to do. Thank you. You know. And so um, how is how is kind of like your coping process been with this? Is, has it been very? Is is it been something that's always kind of a battle? No, I don't call it a battle anymore. I I think it's a tremendous gift because what my life is now is from my son's illness, and um, it's tremendous. Um, I in five years ago, um, I co-founded a support group for parents with addicted children that we meet every single Monday in Lowell. I co-founded that with David Lee, who is one of the owners of Heartland Recovery. Um, again, I have a group of parents, moms and dads, that are. Talk about warriors. And some of them have lost multiple children to overdoses and still sit at our table every single Monday. So they are at every hunt and gather. Most sometimes they're working the door, sometimes they're, you know, helping out. Um, the spirit of people is incredible. And there's nothing like the there's nothing like the connection with your children. Like what's the worst thing that can happen to you? Your kid be sick or your kid die. That's the I mean, when you think of what's the worst thing that can happen, that's it. When you see people prevail and you see people continue to be of service after that, it's, it is game changing. Every perspective of my life changed. So we meet there every single Monday, you know, they could contact you for information, but we meet every Monday at 7 PM and it's the most phenomenal group of parents ever, ever. I would love to figure out a way to check that out without intruding. 
We can make that happen. Okay, because I know we have we all deal with addiction in some component, right? Absolutely. And I think we all have had family, a member of the family or members of the family deal with it at a very real level. Yep. Right? Yep. And so do you have, I mean, from someone who, had, who as a parent, do you have any advice for those people that I know that's more of a conversation and it's a bigger picture thing, but sure. is there anything that if there is someone listening to this that they can kind of have some kind of saving grace with sure. it and maybe some component? Yeah, I would say um, just get educated, read as much as you can. Um, Heartland is an incredible resource for our community because they not only, you know, addiction is mental health and they kind of balance both of those. Um, anyone is welcome to our group for education, even if they just want to come once. Um, and there is nothing more powerful than love and compassion because we're human beings. We're human beings. Um, but I think when people share with no shame, that's when magic happens. Um, nobody signs up to, you know, be, be sick. Nobody says, you know, hey, I hopefully when I'm 25, I'm overdosing on heroin. Um, but there are so many resources. You just can't get out there to find them if you're full of shame, you know. Sure. So that's kind of what we're trying to do is create this community where at any hunt and gather, there's somebody sitting at a table who's in recovery that you can just walk up to and ask anything. Sometimes it's my son. So um, that's the community that I'm trying to start because six years ago I had no one. Um, and so when we kind of started that, it was just amazing what happened. I would honestly say that lives have been saved from us sharing. Wow. Yeah. How important is it to get outside of the natural like circumstances of like inner circles, friends, bad influences? Is that like an important oh, factor? Oh, people, places, things is like number one in recovery. Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. You have to change everything about your life. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and that just seems like such a, such a huge task yep. to take on. Yep. And, and you have to want it. It has to get so bad that you can, that you can go to the next place. Yeah. Crazy. Um, to shift gears a little sure. bit. Um, so we, we're very region specific. The yep. sh- name of the show is Talk Local. What are some things locally that you love outside of the things that you've got going on? And is there any kind of component to that that you'd like to kind of talk about a little bit? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, this is fresh in my mind just because my brother-in-law runs Off Square Brewery. He's the, <laughs> the tap room manager there. I noticed even today they're doing a lot of really cool fundraisers to donate money to a lot of local charities. And I love that. I love anybody who's doing anything cool and then giving back. I just love it because we all have the ability to give back. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, um, I don't know, is Valpo part of it? That's not really the region. I got to see. Oh, yeah, county. 219. So we okay. cover everything 219, okay. so for sure. Um, what I love, just I can see, and you can probably see this in the last two years, is there are so many entrepreneurs that are just like, we're doing this. We're opening a coffee shop. We're opening a record store. We're opening, you know, and I love that, that people are doing their thing. And so we have the option to shop local. We have the option to spend our money with people who are supporting their families. Um, so I love that. There's, there's just so many great things um, and so many artists that are doing things that are um, so community and, again, giving creatives a, a place to show their work and, you know, support stuff. But I think more than anything, it's just the small businesses that every day there's, like, something else popping up and something someone's doing. It's wild. It's uh, awesome. And, and, you know, that's one of the things, like, uh, so I went to a couple of these, like, young leadership 
uh, conferences and nothing wrong with them. Right. Like there, there's a lot of people there that are in there for the time. But as an entrepreneur and a guy who like doesn't have weekends anymore, right. you, know, you know, no one knows the, what it really looks like. Right. Like the weekends are like another day. Yep. Um, but like, there's a lot of group of people, especially in that younger group, that's like 25, I would say to like 35, probably even further than that, honestly, but who are like working full-time jobs. And it's like, it's ideal to be in that, but there's a huge community of people who are really fighting every day. Yeah. You know, yep. and there's like needs, there's like such a necessity and community for those people to get together. And that was one yep. of the reasons I had, I left. It was just because it's like, I couldn't relate to the person who was working the 40 hour right. work week anymore, you right. know? Right. Um, and so in what component do you maybe see kind of, is there any way to kind of bring that? And, and maybe you do that already with the hunt and gather side, because mm-hmm. those are all entrepreneurs. All, every single one of them, every single one of them. Yep. Crazy. And what I love about Velpo in particular is that they're so cutting edge mm-hmm. with at least forward thinking. And yep. I don't know if that's from like the political side or if that's just like the perfect timing for it all. But like I'm a huge uh, Joe Gonzalez fan yep. when it comes to his art too. Yep. And Laurie the Knife, I would say. Yep. I, would, oh, I would rip out man, all of those. Love her. I have her stuff in the shop now too. Do you really? Love her. Yeah. Man. Have you met her? No. Oh my. So she's, she did a takeover. She's magic. Is she? Yes. Man, she did a takeover for us. Um, and so did Stenberg. Okay. And I never got a chance to actually formally meet them. Okay. Another person I really love from a distance too that I haven't had a chance to meet is Caitlin May. That's okay. just her yep. Facebook. Yep. It, it, it's like her her like independence. Yep. And freedom is yep. very refreshing. Yep. You from just a, do your thing. Do your thing. Yeah. People are, some people are gonna love it. Some people are gonna hate it. Do your thing. But it's so hard to kind of keep that in mind, yep. right? Especially when it's like there's a part there's a part of us, there's like that little devil yep. on our shoulder that's like, please, please yep. everybody. Right. And you please, can't. There's no can't. way. And you can't take it personally. If some if somebody's a hater, they're it's just because you're reminding them that they're they're not good. They're not they're not happy with themselves. I we all have haters. I mean, sure. we just do. And it's okay. So as a creative, so how do you deal with that? I just it it just goes. So you just block it I, out completely. I just don't, it doesn't, it just, it can't affect me because then I spend the energy on letting that affect me when that energy could be going to something really positive. So I just don't, I just don't. And I know a lot of creatives that are that way. It's yeah. just, it doesn't matter. Well, it's tough because you can go and have everyone tell you how amazing everything is 25 times yep. in a row. And the one dick yep. that comes the out, the one dick, the yep. One yep. dick yep. and it's just like, why am I letting that yep. destroy and you me? can't. You can't. Yeah, it's wild. Yep. And it comes in like the weirdest facets too. Yep. It manifests itself in the craziest yep. places. So just if you don't open yourself up to it, it's amazing how you just don't even see it. You don't respond to it. You're not even open to it. Yeah. It is what it is. Well, we should have like a group podcast with all of them. It would be amazing. That would be fantastic. It would be amazing. Well, I really want, I'm glad the timing of this is kind of working out because yeah. we're almost like three weeks out and yep. from your like next hunt and gather event. Yep. And that's a two-day thing. Yep. And right? they're all there. All those people are there. Cool. Well, I'll definitely be there. It's on okay. our event list. I know awesome. I tried to get in last time. And I blocked you. I'm sorry. You blocked me. <laughs> um, but, and I want you to know, out of respect, we didn't just show up anyway. I know. I appreciate that. <laughs> we, that's why I was like, I'm going to come talk to this guy. I like this guy. <laughs> we, we, uh, we really wanted to kind of check it out. And I know now, like, running events, that there's no way right. you can be have your pulse on everything within right. the week of that event. Right. There's just no right, way you've right. got, you're dealing with priorities and stuff, yep. fires that are happening yep. right in front of you. So I didn't take it personal. Right. I think I went over to Shelgren's house afterward and I'm like, do you know Carrie? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, dude, she like totally blocked me out. Of and at the time that really wasn't happening very much. And right. it really hasn't happened since. Right. And I was like, dude, she was like, she told me it was, but then she told me that she blocked us on this. And it was like, is she cool? I, he's didn't like, let, I didn't let the times in one time either because I, I, it's important to me what goes out of there. And I'd rather it just be secret than it to be 
interpret it incorrectly. I know it might sound bizarre, but no, I, get I just, it. that matters to me. So I would rather be really low key than have all this publicity that isn't true or that isn't um, to the heart of what we're doing there. So that's all. But you're, you're, you can come whenever you want now. Well, thank you're you. You're unlocked. <laughs> It only took like seven months. It's fine. It's fine. And luckily, you were at Zombie Club that night. Luckily, <laughs> that was one of the best like, f- it was like awesome. conversations ever. It was and awesome. how much reality did we deal with in that like four hours? It was Amazing. just a whirlwind. I know. Yeah, and that, that doesn't awesome. happen very mm-hmm. often. And yeah. so it was like, well, we we've got on like everything. We made your brother mad. <laughs> Which, if he's listening, it's not hard to do. Okay. That's not hard to do. (laughs) I still like him. Cool. Well, is there anything you kind of want to leave off with? Are you good? Um, No. You know, any information that anybody needs, they can reach me directly on the Hunt and Gather Facebook page, even about any of the recovery stuff um, or any fundraising that we do. Um, and other than that, no, I'm really glad I came. Awesome. Well, I, I really appreciate it. And I, I really, it's like after that day, I know we left like almost pretty much arm in arm yeah. and it was like, we've got to figure out yep. a way to work together yep. in any capacity. I'll say it publicly. We can, I'm in. Okay. Awesome. So you just let me know. Awesome. Um, I know I'm only one person and I, I had, to, I have to tell people, learn to tell people more. No. You'll get there. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it's 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 a reality that's like a level of anxiety that's coming on that's real. Right. That's okay. You, know. you can come to group Monday. We talk about that. Cool. I need to. You know, it was my my my, my real and uh, experience with group therapy was um, I got in trouble for a DUI like eleven years ago, and what part of my court ordered thing was to go to three AA me- or five mm-hmm. AA mm-hmm. meetings, mm-hmm. and what power is in that? And so I definitely see your vibe. Oh man, of, I like, told you, I ability. think AA and NA is the most spiritual path on oh. the planet, with or without drugs and alcohol. It's I'm a big believer in the twelve steps. Yeah, I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, and I'm like just now hearing people's stories, and yep. it's like, man, going through like the background, it's just like there's so many different things in my life that I have to change. Yep. And it was just such a powerful tool. Yep. And so anytime anybody, I would suggest going there even, yep. and it's such a warm ones. place yep. too yep. that, I mean, it's not very, it's not, they're not held in very warm places. Some of them are, some are questionable. <laughs> <laughs> some of them, the ones in Heartland are pretty warm yeah. and toasty. Yes. But who cares? New you know, knows, right? Humility. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I think that's part of it. Absolutely. Right? So that's a good trick for when you feel that overwhelmed, like I have a million places that I need to commit to. Um, keep in mind, you're only you. So it's like, what can, what three things can I do really well with heart? And the rest I can't. But that took me like 5.5 years. <laughs> really, because I can say no now with never thinking back. I can say, man, I just can't do that. Is there, was there a moment? Was there a moment that was like for sure for you? Oh, yeah. When it would be like, okay, I don't think I've eaten in three days. And my <laughs> husband's just like, did you sleep? And what are you doing? And I'm already thinking of another business to oh start. Oh, my God. And then you're just like, wow, I'm not doing any of these things from my heart because they're a burden now. So if it feels at any point like this is going to be a burden to me, I do not do it because then I'm not doing it for the right reason. But that is a lot of practice, a lot. And that's incredible advice. I had no idea how much I was working until I got this office. Yep. Because when I was at home, I would be, you know, nose into the computer yep. and just rocking out stuff. But I was always around, yep. so it never felt like I was too de- de- detached. Yep. And then now that it's here, it's like if I look down at the clock, it's midnight. Yep. It's like, how am I here yep. still? And I think we all have that in the beginning. I mean, I remember that, you know, and even when I had the shop and the market, I'd be there till four in the morning and be like, wow, my kids have to be at school in three hours. This is amazing. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> not amazing. And so that's what I'm really mindful of now is just that practice of will this will I feel really good doing this? And if the answer is no, 
I'm like, okay, I got to pass on this. You ever afraid you care so much that you can over squeeze like that, like cartoon where like you Absolutely. just squeeze too hard Absolutely. with love? Yep. That's and you know, you have to. It's like the priorities. I know the things that I'm super passionate about, and I know the things that make an impact. So that's who gets my energy now. Um, and I, I say no a lot. I'm sure I've pissed a lot of people off because I say no. But yeah. what then I can come and do something like this and feel awesome that I did it, and it, you know, and I'm not. Um, sacrificing other things that are important, like family, but it's it takes time to learn. Cool. So yeah, get there. I was mfing you up and down that day, and sure. I was smashing things, and I couldn't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. cool. <laughs> well, again, Carrie, thank you for you're coming welcome. on. Thank you. Really great for you taking the time out of your schedule. Of I know course. you're crazy busy, so of um, you can find us at local two and nine across all platforms and local underscore two and nine on Twitter because uh, for some reason they needed an underscore on that one <laughs> uh, for whatever reason. And you could pretty much find uh, your stuff at Hunt and Gather mm-hmm. all over the board yep. um, and Society. I know you have a yep. Facebook page at the very least. And yep. I, I and think an IG Society right? Collection Instagram. Yeah. Cool. Check out that stuff, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Later.